This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We begin with the recently tidied office of Eugene and Angus, professional buggers, or investigators, depending whom you ask. They are trying to get some new clients, as their cash flow is low, mostly because they'd been spending all their time investigating Onesimus Sweets, a candy company with a sour reputation. But that wasn't paying the bills, and money is tight. Why do I have to wear a tie? We have to impress them. Give them a sense of grandeur, which is harder and harder. They shut off our gas, so I've had to light our lamps with fireflies. I was up all night catching them. I barely had time to caress a fern. And a woman has needs. And it's too bad the ascended masters of the Theosophical Society performed that spell that put all the mummies into a 125-year slumber. Look out, 2024. Indeed. Mummies were our best clients, and they always paid. In cursed treasure, but at least it was gold and jewels. There's my war pension. Spent. What about that grant money? Also spent. How did you get that grant? My parents in Delaware. They fixed it so I remotely won a beauty pageant. Delaware's most wearable Della. Della is Delaware slang for a girl who will, quote, go ham in the hay. That's terrible. There's no shame in hay ham, Miss Angus. Don't be a prude. Anyway, I won it, and I got the cash prize. Though if anybody asks, my name is Della Jean, which was my sister's name before she changed it to Brom Brom when she joined that pottery cult in Oneida. Anyway, it's quite a- Shut up. Our first client is here. And so they met with Bert Myrtle, who wanted help with- My good friend, the Belgian chef, Ornery Henri Henri, has gone missing. Uh, his name is... Ornery, like angry. Henri, like Henry. Ennui, like the empty feeling inside. Ornery, Henri, ennui. Oui, oui, oui. Not in here again. Sorry, when I said oui, I was speaking French. But I think oui should look into it. Uh, you'll help us look? No, uh, French again. I said, but I think yes should look into it. That's poor grammar. But my heart was in the right place. Ornery, Henri, Ennui went to look for a new eatery, Oofs and Boofs, up near Union Square. And then he vanished. Oofs and Boofs? Interesting. Help me find him. We are meeting with a few other possible clients, but we'll let you know by the end of day if we can be of service. Next, they met with the impresario Aldous Flowains about trouble at his flea circus. Oh, you don't understand. They've been replaced. And not with normal fleas. 
Africanized fleas. What? They are a vicious strain of fleas, more aggressive and prone to unionize. If my fleas unionize, I'll be ruined. So you want us to find out who replaced your fleas? No. I want you to infiltrate the fleas and spread pro-mercantilist sentiment and talk me up, especially to the strong man flea. I would like his respect. Infiltrate the fleas? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll consider that. We still have another meeting. We'll get back to you by the end of day. Their final meeting of the day was with Reverend Guilliford Cleaver. Thank you so much for meeting me. Of course. Who do you want us to bugger? Oh, goodness. He means solve your problem. It's going to catch on. It's already a bit. Stoop means bend over and also that little porch in front of buildings. Things can be two things. He's got you there. Sorry, Reverend. Please go on. Oh, it's Reverend. You put quotes around it because it's not official. Uh, oh, okay. I do have a clinic I'm building. In fact, I'm in a land dispute. They want to steal my land to build the... something or other. It's a big deal, but I don't care much for deals. Deals are shortcuts, and upstanding people can take the long way. Shortcut to long sins. <clears throat> so, this land deal. You want us to find no, out... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you women. So chatty. No. Let me talk to you, young man. You seem like a good listener. Uh, what? I was distracted. My clinic does research into the history of crime. My belief is that all crime can be traced to three degenerate families that came over as indentured servants during the late colonial period. These lazy hooligans bred like ribald rabbits and infected people with their weak character traits. I must find these weaker members of the race and castrate them. Forced castration and sterilization. All of these hill people and dunderheads. Um... You catch them, and I snip-snip their drip-drip. Wink-wink. For the good of the race. Because we are at a slippery slope of racial suicide, if... They continue to procreate. We're third-wave progressive abolitionists, so... No, I'm not concerned with the coloreds. That's... something. Well, they're not people. But these degenerate whites are almost as bad as the Jew. Hebrews have horns, you know. Shandle has horns? And a stink of sulfur. Well, you have my card. Do let me know if you'll help me save mankind. Those slatterns are probably popping out more lazy brigand babies as we speak. Goodbye now. Wow. He was, he was terrible. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said it. Oh, wow. By gum, in my head, I was like, I think this guy's bad. But then you didn't say anything, and I thought maybe I'm overthinking no, it. No, he was horrible. Forced sterilization. And what he said about black people? Whew. Our new best friend, Kata, would be... Oh, it was... Yow! Yow! Right. So it's obvious which case we take. The flea one? The chef. Chef. Yes, that's what I said. Well, sign your word. Then we'll head over to this oofs and boofs place and see what's what. Also, do you think Shandel will let me touch her horns? And just explain to Eugene that Jews didn't have horns except for the shofar, which they used during Rosh Hashanah. Shandel had taught her that when she asked to see her horns. The horns thing was a popular myth then. Anyway, 
Soon, they were on the street, heading over to the bistro. But just as they turned onto Fourth Avenue, they were accosted by an old woman. Mums for your mum, mum? No, thank you. Ow, won't you give them a sniffy? Please, we're in the middle of something. Middle of me flowers, you was. Come now, a tuppence for me trouble? Sorry, we're... You, sir. <laughs> you seem a squeeze a lemon. I do? Do not engage with her. Engage? You mean engage with me? <laughs> Ruby. Hawthorne P. Westwood? Verified. I told you I was a master of disguise. So, what's the play? Where are you headed? None of We're your going business. to a new eatery called Oofs and Boofs to see about a missing chef. Eugene, don't tell him. I'm already told. Told to the gills. Don't you see? No, because you're blind. Oofs and Boofs is one of the investments of Onesimus Sweets Corporation. It was in the tax file. Holy moly, it's all connected. I bet the fleas are part of this, too. They are not. You read the files on Onesimus? When you snort snow off a piece of paper, you don't forget it. And this mine is like a steel sieve. It doesn't rust. Let's go. Oh, since this is part of my case, I get 50% of the take. Don't you have anything else to do? No. Though the widow Wainscott will want her dress back at some point. <laughs> but I tired the old bird out. <laughs> she won't be able to walk straight for a fortnight. You! <sighs> Onward to oofs and boofs. And not much later, our group of investigators was meeting with the manager of the eatery. Ornery, ornery, ennui. Ornery, ornery, ennui. Ornery, ornery, ennui. Never heard the name. Don't lie. Not even in bed. What? What? He is a classically trained chef. Well, nothing classic here. We are a cutting-edge establishment. <laughs> we, we, we are experimenting with a portable hamburger steak sandwich on a bun with an egg on top. But the egg doesn't quite have the right mouthfeel. Mouthfeel? Gross. It's good, but not great. And we strive for greatness. What's upstairs? We don't have an upstairs. What about that staircase? It's for show. Then show us. Do you have a reservation? With this bistro? Hmm. Plenty. No, I, I don't have time for this. We, we have hamburger steaks to grill. What about your investor? Anisimus Sweets Corporation? Oh, we have a full cover for lunch. I, I, I'm, I'm too busy to play... 20 questions. How about hopscotch? Oh, no time to hop a scotch. Maybe threesies in Jack's once, but not anymore. Now leave, or I'll have you arrested for trespassing. You can't threaten us. Oh, but I do have several outstanding warrants. Best we regroup outside, fellas. And then, outside the restaurant. What warrants? Look there. A private telegraph wire running into the second floor. That they don't have. Are we talking felonies? I bet they're getting all sorts of evil messages from Flavius Flavors via that wire. If we could read those grams, we could break this case wide open and just mostly like treason and misdemeanors. Oh, well that's... wait, treason? But there's no way he can get into that office. Ha! But I know a hacker. What do they have planned? We'll find out in a bit. First, let's check in on Shandel and her run for state assembly. She was giving a speech at Steinway Hall. And if we give up that, then what are we? Thank you for your time. Great. That was uh, Shandel. She was running for something. And now the act you've all been waiting for. Our headliner, Bobo the Smoking Chew. Yeah, let's hear it for Bobo. 
And so, with a heavy sigh, Shandel went backstage to find her campaign manager, Dora Lopez. Oh, why do I bother? You really reached them. Some of them. I'm opening for a monkey. Hey, no. An ape. My candidates don't open for things with tails. Monkey, ape, what does it matter? That chimp sold out the place. You were able to get out your message. People don't have to settle for corrupt officials and machine politics. You, Shandell, darling, you're a real honest voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that cheery note, we have to be open to alternate opportunities. I'm like a door for Elijah on Passover. Wide open. <gasps> Great, because I may have a possible sponsor. This is Asa Candler from Atlanta. He has a nerve tonic he's trying to promote. Don't mind me. Just look in these here shadows. Yes, it's quite the drink. Cocaine and cola nuts. None of that alcohol. I know you skirts hate the hooch. Temperance approved. Really? This? Open mind, Shandel. It's got a fizz. Please, I'm desperate, ladies. Hey, okay, we'll consider it. Come on, Dora. Let's go pass out buttons to the audience before Bobo finishes that stogie. And pass out buttons they did. Not too far away, in a flop house on the Lower Bowery, Hawthorne was making introductions. Here he is, my hacker. Mike Hacker. He's a rogue telegraph operator. He once hotjacked a line and sent a dirty limerick to Queen Victoria. The once was a boy from Ealing. She fainted for three days. Now I can splice a line and full sin with the best of them, all right? Also dub a relay and skipjack, but I'm not here to dip my own duh. So you can intercept the messages sent to oofs and boofs? Simple as dit da 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 dit dit dit. Great, let's go to- Uh, hacker don't work for free. Money is a bit tight. <laughs> I like you. That eye you got is pumpkins. Real slick. It was from the poisonous spray of a spitting orchid. My hand I lost to the Uzbek snapper. Fizzing! Where'd you find these freaks, huh? I am a terrible judge of character. So what do you want, hacker? I got bit by the love bug. I've been trading grams with this dame up in Spooten DeVille. We gram back and forth. She's the real deal. Best operators are women, because they're good at myriad tasking. Mabel Bridge managed to grant the whole King James Bible while giving birth and doing laundry. But this kid Fox is a real stickler. She's up in Spooten DeVille because of the Cecile Grunt expedition. Ooh, tough one. Cecil Grunt? Isn't he that idiot who went looking for the true source of the Hudson River by tunneling under Canada because he believed there was a secret lake built by the lost tribes of Israel below Ontario? That's the one. She was his communications officer. Her job was to stay at her post in Spooten DeVille until he telegrams back that he found the lake. But that was two years ago. She's devoted. Part of what I love about her. That, and she can get the most carnal, well, I don't don tell. Unless you want me to tell. But be warned, it gets filthy. Pass. So what exactly do you want? She won't give up her post until she hears back. But she will take a break if another operator covers the post. I get it. You'll cover her post. No. I want to go to the picnic with her. I can't do that if I cover her post. Here's what we do. We get a picnic together, take you up there, and old Jean here pretends to be an operator. Why don't you do it? You're the master of disguise. I'm not some trick horse doing dress up for nothing. It's for a case. I'm far too insulted now to dress up. I can do it, but I need to come up with an alias. No, you don't. She doesn't know you're not a- I'll be... Fettuccine al dente, the haughty operator with the heart of gold. Ciao. I say that a lot. Let's picnic. Ciao. And so this stupid plan seemed like the best course of action. 
A picnic was packed and they headed up to Spite and Dival at the northern tip of Manhattan. They hired a guide and after a day or so of travel, they made it the 12 miles and arrived at the remote relay station where this telegraph operator waited in vain for a message. There she is, Hilda Swanlow, even more beautiful than her dashes would indicate. She has very delicate dashes. I'll start setting up the picnic. You fellows go speak with her. This looks like a job for a fettuccine. Ciao, Bella. Who's there? Please go. I have important work to do. Madam, we come on business more important than your mere tap-tap piccadillo. Right, Mike? Um. Say it, boy. Uh. Ciao. It's me, a fettuccine. Don't talk. I know I'm most impressive. Ciao, ciao. I'm here to take over. Give you a break. Break? I don't need a break. But you do. Tell her why, Mike. Um, dear boy is struck annoying. This is Michael Hacker. You and him have... Oh, the telegrapher of... Oh. Um. We got you a nice picnic outside. You go. I'm a famous telegraph operator according to our scheme, so you can trust me. All right, Mike? Uh. That's the spirit. Outside, you two, go be like... Love birds and peck each other apart or what have you. <sighs> Look at them awkwardly go. Now, since What's-His-Face is long dead, you don't have to worry about any of this equipment, Gene. Just stand there and don't touch anything. I'll go see how Angus has bungled her job. It's all going according to plan. Wait, did he say don't touch anything or do touch everything? I'm sure you can guess which way Eugene chose to go. But before we get to that, let's get some fresh air. A picnic. A cloth on the grass. A wicker basket. A nice assortment of cured meats and cave-aged cheese. But what Anne just didn't know when she procured the sundries was both Mike and Hilda were members of an odd sect of Christianity called curd of the one true way, and thus they didn't eat cheese, so the big hunk of cheese was left untouched. But even worse was the fact that Mike and Hilda were not really communicative. Um. Oh. Um. Oh. What is going on? They're just staring at each other. Devil of I know. But we brought them together. That's enough to get the deal done. So bored. I'm going to try this new heroin everyone's talking about. I'll be injecting myself over there. Rouse me when it's time to return to civilization. You can't just drug yourself out of... And he's gone. This is so... I should intercede. And so she first pulled Mike aside. What's going on? I'm just, it's, she's there. It's her. That's why we're here. I can telegraph her a thousand words of love, but here I can't even meet her eyes. I feel so oily. Stop eating so much salami. I'm nervous, and it's a salty relief. Let me talk to her and see what's what. And so Anne just pulled Hilda aside. Do you not like Mike? Too oily? Not at all. His oiliness is appealing to me. I was raised by oilers. Oh, okay. But you haven't even looked at him. I'm a bit of a wallflower. 
My mind races with scenes that would make Rosa Coot blush. But my tongue is stuck fast. You're both shut-ins. You must think me an abhorrent monster, being so outside the main street of life. No, not at all. I understand the peculiar love. The love that dare not chlorophyll its name. And so you just shut yourself away? Locked your legs tight and forgot all passion? No. I leaned in toward my proclivities because I wouldn't have the norms of society ruin my esteem. One can live in society and still be free from its rigidity. But how? We need to have you embrace what brought you both together. And so back on the picnic blanket, Anne just spoke to them both. You are both mad for each other. But you both are paralyzed with fear and lack of socialization. Your grammars. You need to speak in your language. Um. Oh. Um. Close. But try uh, da dit. Oh. Um. Da da dit da dit da dit stop. Da dit da da dit 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 stop. I mean, I tell you, this younger generation, they are doomed. They can't even speak face to face. But it's nice to see that... Oh. Whoa. Yeah, they're going at it now. Yeah, right to heavy petting. Oh, sure, but still. I'm going to look the other way. In the glow of post-coital telegraphic glee, The two young lovers laid on the grass, the picnic blanket covering them. There was only the hunk of cheese left. I suppose no one wants this cheese, but I won't leave it here. It's cave-aged. I'm back to report that heroin is wonderful and everyone should be doing it. Let's go back and see what Eugene, I mean, fettuccine al dente is up to. And what they found in the relay station was quite the scene. (laughs) <laughs> it's making all sorts of noises, and I touched everything, and it's all terrible. Help. Please. Ciao. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have left my post. Even for love. What's going on? Let me see. It's a message. Uh, it must be from Cecil. What's it say? Uh, found the line. Here. Right. The message. S.P. Spiders. S. E send help. Spiders send help on a loop. Oh, oh he, mu- he must have found the secret lake and it's guarded by evil cave spiders. I must save him. Oh, she's gone. And all I have left are the memories of her soft memories against my hands. But how could there be a message? The chances would be... Wait. Here. Wait. You've opened the key line. So much touching. You're pressing the input left trip switch. And you're nervously tapping your foot against the receiver cable. I'm a nervous tapper. And your nervous foot taps at exactly the Morse code equivalent of spiders send help. <laughs> How strange. So it was a false message? She's run off for nothing? It looks like. Well, it's better to have loved than lost. All this goofery has me starving. Is there any food? Just this cheddar hunk. Oh, it looks good. But I like my cheese a bit warm. I'll put it in my dedicated cheese pocket and let nature take its course. Your shirt pocket is not a cheese pocket. Any pocket can be a cheese pocket if you do it right. Speaking of doing it right, Mike, we got your wires greased, so now you need to snipe that message line for us. A deal? 
is a deal. And with that, they headed back to Manhattan. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Which was also where Shandell was. She was going over her campaign materials. Is it a good slogan? Shandell. Shane does. Does that get across that I'll do things? Eh, mostly. Dora. Yes? Be honest. Do I have a chance? Always there is a chance. The tiniest vent-sized chance. There's a Sephardim saying, the gente de Piron. It literally means people of the fork. So I'm forked? No, 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 no. You're not a fork person. The people of the fork are the rich. It's a phrase used to talk about those rich, corrupt bankers and robber barons. Because once, it was such a dream to have both a fork and spoon. Now, you can go to Grossman's and buy a bundle for not so much. I don't follow. Once, it seemed crazy to ever dream of owning a fork. Now it's practically taken for granted. And so it is for you to be elected. A crazy dream. But then, one person got a fork. And then another. But someone has to be the first crazy person to say, I deserve a fork. Forks are for everyone. And then, here we are. A crazy chance is only crazy until it happens. Then, it seems inevitable. <laughs> that should be the slogan. Shane Dell, fork yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep workshopping. We might never get that fork. I might even lose the spoon and the knife and the plate. Tikkun Olam. It's the best we can do. Tikkun Olam. Tikkun Olam is the Jewish idea that our mission is just to leave the world a little better than how we found it. That's the basics. It's more... <sighs> but for the sake of this story, that's how we mean it. We don't have to radically reshape the world. We don't have to destroy mountains, but just try to leave this place a little bit better than how we found it. Then let's get to work. <gasps> oh, I know. What if we hand out forks? You're too hung up on the forks. You know how many people speak Ladino? Who even knows the idiom? There's this Yiddish phrase. Hang dick oif at sicker schlickel vestu hobin in toit. What's that mean? Hang yourself with a sugar rope and then you'll have a sweet death. My bubby always said it. I don't think that's the message we're going for. Eh. Could be waste. Dora smiled and put her hand on Shandel's shoulder. And they continued to tilt at political windmills as Eugene, Angus, Hawthorne, and Mike Hacker arrived back at the restaurant. That's the telegraph wire there. This looks like a job for Hacker. And soon they had a tap line set and intercepted the incoming messages. Odd. They're from that chef. He's sending them recipes from somewhere upstate. Henri 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 isn't missing? No, he's not. And never was. He's working for us. Gad Zooks, the manager of Oofs and Boofs. I'm out of here. I can't stand confrontation. Now, it was his idea to put the egg on the hamburger steak sandwich. But it's a failure, no matter what type of egg, see? Well, it looks pretty good to me. Good isn't good enough. Get out of here, egg. Whoa, 
You tossed that egg like a champ. Yeah, I was once. But that was a lifetime ago. Oh, why are you bothering us? We're a simple hamburger, steak, sandwich, and egg eatery. We were trying to find that chef, and his friend said he was missing. He's not. He's, he's at our farm upstate in Blue Hill. Then why did Bert hire us? To find him. Bert Myrtle. The same. I wanted Ornery Henri Ennui because he ran away with my wife Myrtle. Ornery Henri Ennui got down and dirtle with Bert Myrtle's wife Myrtle? And now I found their love nest. I'll go up to Blue Hill and kill them both. And all of you. But why? No witnesses. Come on, knife. Let's stab these guys. And Bert Myrtle pulled a knife and charged at Eugene. Eugene grabbed the hamburger steak sandwich to protect him, but it was no help. Sandwich, you have failed me. Instead, Bert swung the knife and sliced right through Eugene's cheese pocket and slashed off a slice of the cave-aged cheddar. My cheese! And the slice of cheese landed right on the hamburger sandwich. Whoa! Cheese on a hamburger? I'll get you! But before he could, Hawthorne <laughs> grabbed Bert and threw into a fury of punches. We beat Bert into a bloody pulp. That's... Where did that come from? I've been injecting goat testosterone directly into my scrotum. Oh, oh gives me crazy anger. My cheese! My burger. Wowzers, look at that dish. Howdy. I'm a reporter for Popular Things magazine, and I was just preambulating by and I saw this amazing concoction. I'm going to have to put it on the cover of the next issue. But it's got to have a name. What is it? Well, I accidentally invented it, so I guess a Gene Burger? Did you say cheeseburger? No, I said... Cheeseburger it is. This will be the biggest thing until they figure out how to make sliced bread. Hubba hubba. What a scoop. There's already a line forming around the block for these new cheeseburgers. Well, looks like we're not getting paid for this case. But Eugene should be compensated for sort of creating this sandwich. Uh, We don't want some lawsuit. How about... I give you this coupon for pantaloons. There's no way that is... Deal. No backsies. But we need a new name. I'll name it after my favorite color and my favorite place to live. White Castle. (laughs) Now get to grilling cheeseburgers for all. And that's how that happened. Back at the office, Eugene inspected his coupon. Oh, it expired. Ah, well. What's in the newspaper? Hmm, nothing good. White Castle is now selling those French fries. Oh, look. That sterilization guy was murdered, and his land was given to the fair of present and future to build the rhombus of progress. Oh, and there's apparently an African flea trade union now. Also, carrot season started. That's odd. That all our possible cases are mentioned in the newspaper? No, it's far too early for carrots. But I do think all this is connected. Why? Because it all involves us. What's the chance we'd work on a series of unrelated mysteries? It must be one big mystery. Cheeseburgers, fleas, chocolate, the rhombus of progress, all related? Really? And other stuff, too. It's all connected. Mr. Darwin has his natural selection. We use our unnatural detection. It's not all connected. Sure it is. I'll pick another story at random. Here, it says that the easel of Edmund Weasel was stolen by a stitched-together cliché-spouting Franken-thing. Bet that's also related. But I got a bridge to sell you. Will you take an expired coupon? The coupon is not all that is expired. Kato! What's that happening, my man? Oh, sorry, just trying to sound hip to the streets. What? Why? No. It's good to see you. I have reflected on our conversation. 
and like the Argo on a roiling sea, the ship of my soul is battered about, but I cannot stand idly by, lest I end up like an Achaemenid at the Battle of Gargamela. No, never! I must aid you in stopping Flavius' flavors. The Landwell Murders is a Roy Gold production. It was written by Jonathan A. Goldberg with music by Matt Roy Berger. It was directed by James Oliva and mixed by Martin D. Fowler. Editing help by Hannah Fairchild. Did you know only 3% of listeners hear these outros? You are special and loved. Send an email to landwellmurders at gmail.com and we'll send you a sticker. Just write sticker me nerd and your address. What have you got to lose? Anywho, Stay fudgy and always brownie toward cocoa. Oh my god, why are there so many planes in Boston? Like, I understand we're a geographic hub, blah, 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 something, something, Logan Airport. <sighs> but there's just so many. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. <laughs>